98.9 to the CLZ. We're inside Studio Z today with Alan Stone, brought to you by Susan's Honey. Thank you for doing this with us. <laughs> uh, I, we have to start with, because you were just talking about the marriage, you, you performed at your own wedding. Can you, can you tell us about that? I did, yeah. I can't, I can't get a day off even on my wedding day. Um, I wrote a tune, well, like I said, I wrote a lot of songs on this record about my journey becoming... I guess monogamous is the term I would use. I was very opposed to it for many years of my life and then uh, met someone that I just, I I couldn't let go and I needed in my life. And uh, so I wrote a lot of the tunes about that journey and that evolution for me as a, a touring musician. I spend like close to nine, ten months on the road and that's not an easy way to exist in a, a partnership. Um and yeah, my wedding, uh, I, I had written a song that that was for that day. And so at my wedding, I got to perform it in front of my wife and my family and my friends. And it was good. The, I'm, it's weird. The moments you f get nerves, you know, like right now, I'm more nervous than I am on a regular show because it's, it's so intimate. We're so close. Uh, same thing at my wedding. It's like, oh, man, I'm terrified now were you terrified more about the actual wedding part of it or for that song in particular no no i had come like trust me i had done a lot of mental uh cycling about the marriage prior so the uh, my wedding day was great i was there was no nerves there but but playing some tunes for for my friends who don't you know there's no um they've heard me sing a million times and they they've seen me you know pass out uh, at my own parties, and they're like, there's no, this guy, this is the guy you want to pay money to see, this idiot. So it's tough. They're a tough crowd. <laughs> We're with Alan Stone. You mentioned you're on the road so much uh, over the course of, of a year, and yeah. it seems like it's always been that way for you, even as you're making your way into the music world. T tell us about the lessons that you learn when you're on the road for that much and playing places like you know it's like we're in a living room now you know yeah the lessons i well there's a lot of lessons you learn on the road um uh man that's a such a long-winded question i could go for days on that i think the one thing you you learn about the world when you travel as much as i do is how big it is and how one how much it takes for us to all get along and to uh, exist and connect. It's it's kind of incredible that we get along this well with how many folk there are in the world, how many individuals with different beliefs and emotions and um, set of uh, experiences. The fact that we can all go to the grocery store and, and like not freak out about the price of milk um, is the fact that the milk's there, you know, there's a lot of things to give thanks for. And, and uh, traveling as much as I do, you're like, wow, this is, humans are pretty incredible. Um, that's, uh, that's constantly my shock and aura still. Ah, uh, excuse me, from touring is like, there are so many people. <laughs> this is amazing. I grew up in a really small town, like one stoplight. And um, man, has that perspective perspective been changed and challenged over the years of touring 
We're with Alan Stone, and you mentioned the small town that you grew up in, and that mm-hmm. the, the, I had this vision of you being like in a very secluded, not necessarily town, but like family-wise too. Because I, I guess, made an assumption at some point, and I made a lot of assumptions, I guess, with you seeing your face and yeah, thinking, "Okay, this is what his voice is going to sound like," and then being completely wrong and yeah. all those kind of things. But with growing up, I just assumed you listened to like Al Green and Stevie Wonder every day since you were like four years old. But that's not the case <laughs> at all, correct? Oh no, no, man, I my. Uh, my folks were ministers, so I, I grew up listening to a lot of like contemporary Christian music, like Stephen Curtis Chapman and Michael W. Smith and Bill Gaither and um, Sandy Patty. Those are some deep cuts. I don't know if anybody's <laughs> heard those names before. The last one you made up. The last one you definitely made no, up. No, dude. Sandy Patty. Sandy Patty. No, okay, man. Okay. San- <laughs> She's got oh hell yeah she's oh sorry. <laughs> I was instructed by my friend Ed not to say any swear words, so I'm really focusing right now. Um that was pretty much it for a while and then I luckily had an older brother though who he was going through his rebellious streak like right when I was you know 4th 5th grade and he would bring home you know, like Weezer records and the Verve pipe and Red Hot Chili Peppers, and we we'd like snuggle around his Walkman in his room. Like each of us would have an, a, a headphone, and just yes, dude, like <laughs> this music. I don't know. There was something about that music that maybe it was just the rebellious nature of it, feeling like we were getting away with something. But it did. There felt like a lot more freedom in that frequency of music than in the music my folks were listening to uh it wasn't until i was like you know 16 17 that i started getting into that era of the al green stevie wonder um roberta fleck before that uh, there was a little bit of hip-hop there was like a hip-hop stage and then uh and then it was soul and r&b for man I can't get rid of it. It's like my still my favorite thing. So do you think that's what I, my next question was what bridged that gap? Do you think it was rap that bridged Probably. it? Probably. Yeah, it was first like Cake. Do you know that band? Mhm. So Cake was like my first introduction into like f- what I would call funk music where like the bass and the drums were friends. <laughs> you know, and they like they really led the 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 song. Um and I I think that that maybe pushed me maybe towards hip hop or, you know, there's so many ingredients to that salad. I don't know. It was friends, you know, like just trying to fit in and be cool and like, oh yeah, dude, I love it. I love Insane Clown Posse, bro. This is so cool, man. Yeah, I hate my dad too. I don't know how it got there, but it eventually got to. Yeah, the R and B. Gotcha, Bri. <laughs> so the last thing I do want to say is um we're with Alan Stone in studios. First, thanks so much for being here again with us. We're so happy that you're here. But about like six years ago, someone sent me the song The Weekend that was like on the oh, deluxe yeah. version of Radius and okay. that was like my introduction to you. And ever since then it's like every time I want to feel really good, I'll put on your music. And oh, it's right like on, got that feel good vibe to it. And so I'm thinking, okay, go to an Alan Stone show. That's already feel good enough. But then you do this karaoke tour, <laughs> which was like next level feel good. Can you explain it to the people that don't know about that karaoke Yeah, we stuff? did a, um, I'll tell you how it started. So I, me and my best friend who I've known since 
I was 16 or 17. He lived in Seattle. He was the human being that like convinced me to move over to Seattle and try this music thing. He's like, you're talented. You can do it. So I moved over to Seattle and I lived with his, his father uh, reluctantly, let me live on their couch for um, a year, year, two years. And um, <clears throat> I couldn't get a gig anywhere, right? Like I, like I said, it was like living rooms for a while or at, you know, at parties. I was that animal house character, you know, playing the acoustic guitar on the staircase. And, and Julian was like, we should go, let's go to karaoke. There's like a bunch of karaoke bars that I know we could go to. Let's just go there and you can sing. you get fans that way, which is it's a very odd way to start your music career. But um, we did it for three, four nights a week. We would go around Seattle just like singing karaoke tunes. And and like it would it started out weird. Like I, my choice in song wasn't the greatest at first. But then eventually I started learning like which songs worked with an audience and it kind of really started to teach me about performing this you know thing that I've loved for the last 10 12 years now um so that was the beginning of it and then you know me and Julian have always he's an actor in New York now and we've always we call each other like once a month trying to figure out ways that we can just hang out and and work together and I had this idea like what if what if we just did a karaoke tour what if uh, we traveled around and we put together a show where I sing, you know, some of my tunes, maybe in between just inviting people on stage to sing karaoke together. And, uh, I, I, <laughs> I told the idea to my team, like my management, when I say a team, like you, when you play music and, and you do it for a living, you have like people around you that make sure you're not going to ruin your life <laughs> or say anything awful or, um, and so I, I uh, chatted my team zero off about it a little bit, and they were like, "This I don't understand this at all. This is a dumb, <laughs> this is the worst idea you've ever had. You've had a few of them, but this is the worst. And then slow, and then I did a promotional video for it, which sort of got them like, uh, maybe. And then uh, it wasn't until the first show we had like two... We had two dress rehearsal shows in where I live in Spokane, Washington. And finally, they were like, I get it. This is okay. I get it. But it was so much fun, man. And still, to, we do all these VIP meet and greets at my shows. And everybody's like, you got to do that tour again. It was so much fun, man. Singing, singing, um, you know, Alanis Morissette tunes and, and Counting Crows songs. It's a blast. We're with Alan Stone in Studio Z. Building Balance is the new album. It's out now. He's at Aura tonight. You want to do a couple more and we'll let you get out of here? I'd love to, yeah. Thank you guys so much. Um, this, this is the tune that I sang uh, for my wife on our wedding day. It's called Give You Blue. <laughs> 